0: Welcome to the Inside Edge, presented by First Merchants Bank. First Merchants Bank, helping you prosper. Put it in the upper right-hand corner, just like a postage stamp. That's a good bingo! Get ready to learn more about the Columbus Blue Jackets players and coaches, as well as find out what's going on this week in the NHL. Now let's join Bob McGallaghan and Jody Shelley for the Inside Edge, presented by First Merchants
1: Bank. Welcome to the Inside Edge. I am Dylan Tyre, filling in for Bob McEligot. Alongside me is Jody Shelley. And Jody, we are wishing Bob the best in his recovery. He's at home dealing with an illness right now, but uh, I've I've had a good time filling in for Bob. But I do want him back soon.
0: Yeah, we all do. Bob McEligot is a big part of this organization. He does a lot of great stuff, and he is he is dearly missed. But saying that, Dylan, uh, I know you've gotten an opportunity, and you've done a great job covering the games. I know your your dream is to do play by play, so. Keep up the great work. A seamless fill-in for Bob, who's on the shelf right now. But that's teamwork, right? And that uh, gives you a good chance to do it. And, hey. You're hosting the Inside Edge, which I think you've done before. No, this is my oh, first time ever right. hosting the Inside Edge. I'm fired up to be with you. I'm excited. We've got a good guest here today, and and uh, we'll catch up with it a bit. But yeah, it's uh, th- this is a fun show where we always have a good time breaking down the Blue Jackets and uh, you know letting our fans uh, in on what we how we feel things are going.
1: Yep, we've got Cole Sillinger coming up in a little bit. He scored a big goal for the Blue Jackets last night, and we have lots to talk about with yeah. the Blue Jackets having knocked off the Buffalo Sabers emphatically. 9-4 last night at the KeyBank Center, and you just think about how that game happened. Buffalo scores 30 seconds in on their first shot of the game, and I'm there calling the action thinking to myself, wait a second, this is how Daniil Tarasov just started off Saturday's game against New Jersey. Jack Hughes scored on his first shot of the game. But the Blue Jackets roar back after that, scoring three times in the first period to take a 3-1 lead into the second. They blow it open, 7-2 to going into the third, and then Buffalo starts that little comeback. You're thinking to yourself, oh boy, not again. But then Cole scores a really big goal, tipping in a Zach Wierenski feed, and Ken Johnson adds another after that. So 9-4, to the Blue Jackets win. Don't look now, but now they've won two of their last three games in pretty wild fashion. They scored six goals against the Maple Leafs, nine goals against the Buffalo Sabres. What the heck did you think? about that
0: game last night. Well, first of all, were you ready for all those goal calls? And did you throw in uh, nobody needs to know what hot dogs are made? No,
1: you know what? I didn't want to do anything like that. (laughs) I just wanted to keep it simple. Bob's got his stuff, so I didn't want to step on any toes. But, no, I wasn't ready for nine goals. But let me tell you, I was happy that I got to call nine after that loss on Saturday. So uh, I I definitely got to refine my my goal call there.
0: Yeah, you know, it's good to see a team – Uh, put points on the board and most of the Blue Jackets had points last night and that's why they play I mean as a player you would you want to add to your point total and you want to get the victory so they did a heck of a job Kirill Marchenko with the hat trick you know that kid it was coming easy for him last night but he does a lot of good work away from the puck and you know there's a lot of games where you leave the rink as a fan as as a part of the Blue Jackets organization and you, you, you just scratch your head because it's all about wins and losses and you know you go back to that Toronto game and you you win the game they win the game but you still scratch your head because you're thinking how do you give up five goals in the third period well you know when you're down five goals and you have Austin Matthews and you've got uh, Mitch Marner and you've got William Nylander and you're playing loose you really have nothing to lose they just came out loosey-goosey and, and got that first goal and We know the Blue Jackets gave up some third-period leads. That's inexperience. That's confidence. And that's something that's built, and and you have to go through uh, losing, and then you have to get those victories to validate what you're doing. And I love that that Marchenko line uh, with Voronkov and Chinnikov, uh, they have great elements. And when you look at Chinnikov, he's arrived. Like, this guy's healthy, and he's strong, and he's got the shot he's a factor that puts people on their heels and puts them on notice. But then you have Voronkov, who's got the role in the middle, who's a big man with good hands and can impact in physical ways, but also playmaking ability. And then you've got Marchenko. And these three guys have a dynamic, almost like they're all, they're related in some way. You know what I mean? They, They think the game like, and, and, you know, behind the back passes and things where you're like, Ooh, what's happening? But most of the time they connect. So Good to see them get rewarded. Cole Sillinger's line with Kent Johnson there and Bemstrom. Bemstrom, to me, is not talked about enough. Uh, you know, he's, a, he's had a bad rap because, you know, he, he comes in with that shot and everyone thinks he's going to shoot that puck and blast it. Well, he's figured out how to play away from the puck, and it's really been impactful on that line. And there will be a quiet play that he makes that his teammates and his linemates appreciate. And then Kent Johnson is arriving too mm-hmm. because – Especially in the offensive zone, Dylan. And now there's some things defensively where he makes a play at the wrong time, which is fine as a young kid. I'd rather see a skilled guy like that try that. But boy, does he command respect, almost like Jack Hughes in some of the plays where he can slow it down, stick out on his feet. Uh, So there's dynamics within lines now. And the wins put a stamp on that for a head coach. And and you think about Pascal Vincent, who's coached 33 games now in the National Hockey League. He's stuck with his guns. He's, he's bench guys. He's The, the standard and how they want to play is non-negotiable, and I like that about him. And I feel good for him and his staff who put in a lot of work because, you know, think about how they feel. They get here before the players get here. They leave after. They're trying to put them in the best position to win every night. And there are just moments in games where they've been handing them off. So... And it felt good for everyone last night for them to put up nine against Buffalo who did it to them last year and um, walk out of there feeling everyone felt really good about themselves. So now it's about continuing that. I think a big part of this has been the power play. And you talked
1: about those Russians and what they're able to do. And I think everything's changed on the power play since they put Johnny Gaudreau across the ice from Igor Chinikov. I think Chinikov being there and being able to be that one-time guy or that shot threat across from Johnny Gaudreau is added so much because the Blue Jackets it couldn't find a spot for Johnny Gaudreau on the power play before that. It didn't work with Patrick Laine. It didn't necessarily work with him playing on that left half wall and not having a shooter across from him. They had to work through some things, but now they found it with Igor Chinikov And going into the game last night, the Blue Jackets had the second best power play in the NHL since December 1st. I think after last night they've now scored five power play goals in their last 14 tries. What have you seen on that power play that's changed? Because I think everything has essentially gone through those Russians.
0: Cohesion. Mm -hmm. You know, before it looked like there was five individuals out there and you could see the thought bubble above their head (laughs) as they got the puck. You know what I mean? And that thought bubble, even if it was only there briefly, uh, it's enough to allow the penalty kill to get in position, but also be a little braver. You know, not, you have to be a threat, making plays, and when you can back them off with the way that uh, Marchenko and 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 Goodrow and and they all understand the role within that power play, but also how they. Uh, the three Russians have that innate ability to find each other, read off each other, anticipate each other, and, and understand what's happening. That backs players off. So you have a threat in Marchenko. You've got uh, the big man in front of the net who's taking up space and, and is a threat there. Keeping like You just see him on a shot to the goalie. Even if he whacks it, it keeps the play moving. It keeps that scramble, which is so important on the power play. Got to have a scramble to break things down. Guys get out of position, whether it's three feet or not. And then, how about all the time and space Johnny Goodrow had mm. coming downhill there, um, and Zach Werenski on that left side of the yeah, ice, where yeah. it's like that's because other plays were made that shifted that defensive structure over. It. Now you've got a threat, so that's when they're at their best. So time and space is created, uh, and they're and that gains that that word confidence. That then that, that's where they're at right now. There, there's a there's a feeling that you know when you're at your most confident, you're not thinking. There's no thought. You're just kind of going and feeling it. And that's what it feels like this power play is doing. The Russians mean so much to the Blue Jackets right now.
1: They've really solidified a solid line. Like the Blue Jackets have a line that you can rely on in those Russians. And I feel like maybe we talk about Igor Chinnikov or Kirill Marchenko a little bit more because we hear from them in the media more so now. But everybody that I've talked to, whether it's Pascal Vincent or Mark Recchi, um, about Dmitry Voronkov. He's the guy that—he's the straw that stirs the drink. He makes things happen. I was talking to Mark Recky and he said Dmitry Voronkov is the smartest player on the Columbus Blue Jackets. I mean, you've been in that role before, playing in front of the net. It's, it's not just that. It's so many things that he does. But how important is this player, maybe underratedly, to the Columbus Blue Jackets? Well, hockey is
0: about—if I give you the puck, Dylan, and if we're going up the ice and I give you the puck and the play dies— okay we go back we get the puck again I give it to you again the play dies it's like okay wh- wh- where what's happening here you know what you need you need to be a player that gets the puck keeps the play moving but also is able to set up and understand what I'm gonna do and it's such a it's a beautiful game when played with when you're playing with players that read off each other and feed off each other and you see it a lot but it's the player in the middle or it's a player that Every time he gets the puck, he's got quick enough hands and, and that smart mind, like Mark Recchi said, where he understands that, okay, you're coming on my left side. I'm going to protect it and get it back. And now I have two guys on me. I'm going to play it out in the, in the open ice, and is going to skate into it. So it's the processing and the ability that he has. And it's just when he gets the puck, you watch him, whether it's a two-second play, a one-second play, a five-second play he knows what to do and he understands his skill set as a big man uh, that draws people in and then kicks it out. And I always say keeping the play alive and and those players are so valuable because listen, Joe Pavelski with the Dallas stars is so good in zone at tipping pucks, Mm. but if the pucks, not in the zone for seven seconds, let's say he's not able to get set up and in his position and present his stick and all those things that need to happen. So You need to have, on the power play especially, Wierenski, Goodrow, drawing attention. You know, allow guys in the middle like like, uh, Voronkov to get in that position, create a disruption. So there's a lot that goes to it. But, yeah, I'm impressed with him uh, that he's – I don't think he's really made the wrong play once this year. (laughs) And it's just smart and in really good hands. So what you're saying, I think, is hockey is a team sport and he's a great team player. I would agree. I mean, I I would love to play with that guy. I would think you would too because – I can give him the puck and go do whatever I want, and he understands where I'm gonna be or hopes I'm gonna to go to that area, and then it's laid in there. It's it's or he'll keep it alive, like I said, or he'll put it on net. So yeah, he's a good he would be a fun guy to play with.
1: I think we really saw that on Marchenko's second goal of the game, the first one he scored in the second period, where they're weaving and winding through the zone, and I'm thinking in the back of my head as I'm calling the action, I'm like, Whoa, this is sweet. Mm-hmm. And then they score, which was even better. But They speak the same language. They speak the same same language off the ice, but also on the ice. That's
0: right. And, and, you know, hockey has its own language. It it really does. And, you know, if I'm going to bust my butt and work as hard as I can to beat the guy in the neutral zone, and, you know, I know I'm going to beat him, and you understand I am, and you recognize that, and lay the puck out for me so I can skate into it, then that's a reward to my effort. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. but that's the understanding. If if you and I just go on the ice with one puck, and we're just out there, we're just skating around. It's kind of fun when you're with a really good player because you give them the puck and you're like, you, you know, you don't think, but then you're like, you kind of curl around. They wait for you to curl around, and and then you get it back, and you're you know you're moving, and it's just kind of a graceful thing to understand where you're going to go, how where you want the puck, and then you put it there, and then it's on me when I get it now to understand you and what you're doing away from me. So that, and that's just you and me out there. Yeah, You know, you think about these guys are doing it with a, a bunch of other defenders and a goalie. Uh, it's impressive to watch.
1: Well, we've talked about some things and I think the overarching theme is that the blue jackets are starting to have some roles carved out. We've talked about that Russian line, uh, Cole Sillinger's line, that kind of middle six deal with Kent mm-hmm. Johnson and Emil Bemstrom, maybe a little bit of cohesion with Johnny Gaudreau and Adam Fantilli. look, all four lines scored for the Blue Jackets yep. yesterday. We know what the fourth line is. Ten guys had multi-point games. That's a Blue Jackets franchise record. But what's the next step for this team, do you think? Like, is there another level that they can get to at some point this season?
0: Well, let's look at the Buffalo Sabres. They've got a lot of skill, and that's the game they play. And they're going to have success, but there's nights are going to play that teams that are very structured, and they're not going to have that success. It's because they can't get that high-flying game going. And every team has a game plan to play, everyone. And I think the Blue Jackets have a great baseline. They started in the D zone. They started away from the puck. Uh, you know, Pascal Vincent is stuck with it. He's got some injuries right now with his team and then some big ones And Boone Jenner, Patrick Lina, Jack Roslevic, um, uh Damon Severson is, you know, a top four D. So there's a lot that's missing. But all the players, uh, Boquist is an important player for him. He did a really good job when he was in the lineup yeah. there, kind of changed the tone a little bit. So... He's done a good job, and I think the reflection is when you can play the same way without some of your top players. It's Teams that are at their best, are a lot like, they're like a well-oiled machine. Every line comes out and plays the same way. You get results on the power play or offensive zone time. And I, and I think the next step is playing at that 60-minute 2-1 win. Mm. Uh, I know it's fun to score goals. But those are the indicators for the coaches where it's like, okay, you're up to, let's say, you're up by one heading into the third, lock it down, you know, and that's where guys like Kent Johnson, I think Cole Sillinger's there, um, maybe Fantilli, you know. There's moments, and it's not there, it's not them. It's 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 how the game is played. The team that's pushing for a comeback puts pressure, takes chances. There's a different dynamic to that game, where if you just keep within your system. Uh, and put a stamp on it. Like I would consider this neck That's a great win. Stamp it with the win at home against Washington. And maybe it's a three-two-two-one game. That's when you. That's when you've taken the next step. Yeah, that's when you start to feel it a little bit. Well, that's and, a team, right? Yeah. Because even if you go out there, Dylan, and uh, you don't have any points, but boy, you took a hit to make a play to, to you know you draw that defender to you, take the hit, make the play, and then everyone else is able to keep the play moving up the ice, and then. 10 seconds later, the puck's in the net. Those are the dynamics. Blocking shots. Good Branson last night. They're up by five goals. Uh, He lays out and blocks a shot. He blocks two on the power play. Uh, Those are things where it's like everyone takes notice, and that's character. I think that's part of that. Doing it for the team. It's not about me not taking a bruise. It's about us winning and getting this done.
1: All right, Jody, it's time to take a break. When we come back, Cole Sillinger is going to tell us how he's changed the most from his rookie season until now. So the Blue Jackets centerman joining us next on ninety seven one The Fan. Welcome back to the Inside Edge presented by First Merchant Spank. I'm Dylan Tire. With me is Jody Shelley. And we're wondering if you're looking for the perfect gift for the holidays. If you are, we've got you covered with the Blue Jackets Holiday Gift Pack presented by Homage. Starting at just $99, each pack includes two tickets to two games and an exclusive Blue Jackets Homage shirt. To learn more, visit bluejackets.com slash holiday. Right now, we are very pleased to be joined by Blue Jackets centerman Cole Sillinger. And first and foremost, Cole, thanks a lot for being with us after a quick turnaround. You guys win 9-4 to last night in Buffalo. You scored a huge goal, essentially putting the game away at 8-4 to in that third period. Then you guys hit the plane, get back to Columbus early this morning. So thanks, uh, thanks for taking the time to do this. But I'm very curious what does it feel like to win a game the way that you guys did against the sabers you've been in some dogfights this year but what's it like to win big nine to four
2: yeah obviously uh no one you're scoring goals like we did um i think uh we were just connected and uh obviously capitalizing on our chances and uh you know it feels good right and uh it also um feels good after being up five nothing in the toronto game and have them come back and then uh you know, maybe Buffalo making their push um, in the third there and us you no know, getting a couple and kinda you no know, putting the game right away. I think that was a, a big step for a
1: group. Pascal Vincent talked about it uh, after the game against Toronto. He said the feeling on the bench was still good, even though you guys ended up giving up five goals. You win the game in overtime. What was the feeling on the bench yesterday when Buffalo's starting that comeback? Yeah, I mean
2: when you're I mean when you're when you have those leads and uh you no know, when you're mid game you're not really thinking uh, you know, we need to be on our heels, right? Like, you're just like, we well, stick to it. No, stay on our toes, keep playing the way we're playing. Uh, that's what brought us success uh, prior to that. So, uh, that was just kind of our focus. And, uh just to maybe have an energized shift where something happens where we can get the momentum back uh, on our side and and tilt the ice back to uh, where we
1: want it to be. Well, speaking of getting that momentum back, I think the goal that you scored, that really put the game away, right? Because Buffalo is starting to generate some momentum, and then you guys connect on a really pretty play at that point, making it 8-4. to So can you take me through that goal? Because I feel like from our angle up top, you could see it all materializing. Yeah, I mean, uh,
2: I think it kind of just started in the D zone. Um, I had the puck and just kind of seeing KJ sprinting out and uh, you know, gave it to him. And uh, obviously, his, his poise the blue line and the things he could do and uh, just recognizing space he has, he kind of just took the puck up and down the zone and gave it to Z. And him and Z made uh, you know, a couple of good plays there. He Z brought it down the wall. KJ brought it back to the middle. And then uh, he kind of you know, sucked everyone in, passed it out to Z on the on the side. and. I just kind of turned and, and had body position in the D, and uh, Z made a, a really good play and uh, just deflected off my stick. and went in, so it
0: um, yeah, always feels nice to get one. Cole, you look like a confident NHL player right now. What, uh, how do you feel out there?
2: Yeah, I feel feel good. Um, obviously, I feel like uh, you no know, with the the 30 games so far. I've uh, you no know, personally, I think I've played you no know, pretty good hockey and uh, you no know, had my looks. Uh, I feel like uh, I'm I'm doing my job in, in all three zones, and uh, obviously there's a uh, no, a lot, a lot to grow, and uh, can can still prove a lot and uh, demand a lot of myself. So, um, no, there's that side of it too. But uh, yeah, I feel like uh, no. After last year, it's a it's a good start to the season.
0: But wait a second, you look really good. I mean, what has changed? You look quicker. You look stronger. You look more confident. Your timing is good. Is it a combination of who you're playing with? Because you seem comfortable with Bemstrom and Johnson, and it's been more consistent this year. But also you're stronger you've done things to prepare you know what this you've played almost 200 games I saw that. you played over 170 games I didn't realize that oh it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> it's how by. quick did that happen
2: I know no kidding the snap of the fingers but uh I think a, a lot of it started in the summer preparation um just you know kind of looking back on you no know, things I need to work on and, and and improve on and obviously like you said those things are you no know, I put emphasis on uh, you no know, speed uh, obviously it's a uh, it's a quick game, and it's just only getting quicker. And uh, not necessarily straight line speed; it's how fast you can go from here to here to here to here, right? Um, just more agi- agility and uh, and uh, stuff like that. So um, I feel feel more comfortable in those areas. I feel like I got better legs. Um, I feel like uh, you know, just realizing when I when I have time with the puck, and and uh, just more poise and and wanting to make plays, and uh, you know, wanting to be trusted upon. So um, yeah, I feel feel like me, me, KJ, and Bemmer, and and. Uh, whoever I've been playing with the, the this past, I guess, this year. Um, we've had some good chemistry, but uh, anytime you get to, to play with those two players like that, obviously, uh, no pretty offensive-minded guys and uh, guys that want the puck and guys that like to score. So uh, for me, I like playing with guys that want the puck because, you no, know, that just shows that, no, they're interested and they want to be engaged. And for me, I want the puck in
0: my stick as well. So I think it's a, a good combination. When you look back, I mean, earlier in your career, but you're 20, right? You're 20 years yeah. old? 20. So... When you look back at your first year and to now, do you kind of smile at what that was like for you as a person walking in the door and how you are now? Because I feel like you must have grown a lot this summer because when you look at the depth chart, I know the feeling as a player, you're like, I got to be ready. Like there's a lot of guys on this team and I want to make my impression again. Do you kind of look back and think I've learned a lot? Do you feel like there's been a lot of growth just as a NHL hockey player?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you never, uh, you never want to be too comfortable and, uh, like we, like you said, I'm only 20 years old, and um, no, your spot's never secured, and uh, that was my focus this summer, is is wanting to, to re-earn everything, and uh, no, I mean, still had the confidence myself, and, and still uh, knew that I was an NHL player, an NHL caliber player, and uh, know a player that's gonna be important to this organization. So, having that mindset, but also the mindset of uh, not being too comfortable, and, and uh, no, just putting myself on the team, right? Having wanted to earn that, so. Um, that was a, a big emphasis this summer, and I feel like there's been a lot of growth uh, with that mindset.
1: Don't forget, we are chatting with Blue Jacket centerman Cole Sillinger right now it's time for a very quick break, but when we come back, little World Junior Championship talk with Cole on 97 won The Fan. Dylan Tyre and Jody Shelley back with you on the Inside Edge presented by First Merchants Bank, and we want you to join us this Saturday as we celebrate hockey holidays. Bring the whole family with the family value pack starting at just $30 per person. You can come early to get your picture with Santa and his reindeer on the Front Street Plaza or Santa Stinger inside on the concourse. To learn more, go to bluejackets.com slash holiday. Right now, let's pick up where we left off on our conversation with Blue Jackets centerman Cole Sillinger.
0: It's World Junior time and uh, it's a big deal Mm -hmm. all over, obviously, but in Canada. Last year at this time, was it last year or the year before, there was talk of you going there? The year before, and now it's all. I mean, this is. Yeah. So what's it like for you now? Yeah, I know. I. I
2: mean, I know all the guys still. uh Obviously, still follow up with that, and uh I mean, they they have a pretty good team this year. I think, do they? I, I think they like the, the consensus is they're not that strong. In Canada, but Team
1: like, USA I, is the favorite. That's, is is that is right? right? Yeah, Team USA is nasty. And it, Sweden, right? So yes, it's Team USA good. and Sweden oh, and Canada. Is different. Is, yeah, Canada. It's like the the narrative here is that Canada has one returner from the year before and their returner played like three games so it's a big chip on the shoulder Canada team which is obviously a dangerous team Canada I don't think you can ever rule out Canada right. though I mean if that <laughs> are you, they, boy,
2: like showed right uh he's right showed the Ross they have however many first round picks <laughs> like always and uh, a good combination of speed size and skill so I think they'll be just fine but um yeah I mean the, the World Juniors is obviously uh, the best thing to watch at Christmas time.
1: Will you watch? I mean, I'll watch it. I
2: mean, it's it's over in Sweden, so yeah. uh, with depending on the the times of the games and uh, our schedule. But uh, if I have the opportunity to watch, not only just Canada, like I'll throw on, you no, know, whoever Germany and Switzerland mm. or whatever. Like I just kind of like to watch, and uh, it's just like the the whole like World Junior song and everything, right? <laughs> and, and the, the commercials.
1: Like it's. Uh, I mean, just kind of memories growing up as a kid. Do you watch with Blue Jackets' interest? Like, there are four Blue Jackets prospects in the tournament. Uh, Dume and Matejchuk with Canada, Gavin Brindley with USA, and then Oiva Keskinen with Team Finland. So is that something that piques your interest? That, hey, you're, you've turned on a Team Finland game, and, oh, that's a Blue Jackets draft
2: pick. Yeah, for sure. When I when I turn on games and, and I see those guys, and no especially uh, the guys on Canada, Dewar and Matichok, so I'll be rooting for them. And... Uh, I mean, I know them, too. I haven't met uh, no Brindley or uh, the other. Oliva. Oh, yeah, Oliva. <laughs> Oliva yet. But, I don't uh, think any of us have yeah. met him yet. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, uh, obviously, you know, wishing them best of luck and uh, you know, hoping the, the
1: Canadians can bring home the gold for, for us. But, uh, yeah, I wish everyone luck in that tournament. One of the things that people talk about with Dume is that he needs to get better at skating, and you talked about that a little while ago, that you've, you know, gotten quicker I'm just curious because I was a slow guy growing up whether it came to skating or running and it was always hard for me to get faster so what do you specifically do to get quicker like how do you do it? I mean I
2: think it's just no it's tough I mean we're we're in an age right now where it's like you're probably really not going to change much much about your shape like skating stride there now at the end of the day when there's a puck no, let's well, me, say me and shells are, are in a battle it's just like my mind says how can i beat him right it's not like oh i need to you know have a perfect you know snap of the ankle or whatever <laughs> that you're, you're getting taught in the summer but um i think for me it's just uh more focusing on my edges right when you look smoother and uh when you look more confident on your feet people are gonna say that you look quicker or that you know you look uh you no know, better with uh know your feet so uh, a lot of edge work for me, um, and just getting kind of get more confident and comfortable with uh, uh, you know your feet. And I feel like you can always work on that, right? The best guys in the world, McDavid's and McKinnon's, they're they're always uh, working on their skating um, and uh, finding ways to get better. Cole, uh, how's the locker room for you now, and what's your role in there? Are you finding a leadership role a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, no, I feel like we have a really, really tight group and uh, obviously a lot of young guys. And you know, I'm one of the younger guys that have been here uh, the longest. So uh, I'm, I feel like, uh, no, all the guys kind of, I have all the respect of the guys in, in that sense. and uh, um, But I feel like we've got a, a good mix of uh, you know, older veterans that obviously uh, know, know speak up when, when needed and uh, kind of lead the way. And uh, for me, I like to, you know, just try to lead the way by example and, and, and do the right things every day or try to do the right things every day. And, uh, I mean, I think that goes a long way. And, uh, I mean, every, every young guy or every guy has their own way of leading. I mean, you know you know how, what it's like. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm confident. And, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, each day and, and as I, know, get older and, and grow and continue to learn, um, I think the, the leadership ability kind of just comes naturally. Who do you hang out with in that locker room? I uh, hang out with everyone. I mean, obviously, we have our young crew uh, with everyone. I mean, fans, Yuri, KJ, um, all, all the all the younger guys, and uh, you know, obviously, curls. Me and curls kind of came here together. Uh, no, obviously, that's he's, right. He's my boy a little bit, and uh, everyone though. I mean, uh, no, Rosie, Jen, we all have a tight knit group. I mean, I could say anyone. I think, uh, uh, no, we're all. Uh, that's what's special about our group. We're all kind of, you no, know, one big group. So, are you ready for Christmas? I'm ready for Christmas, yeah. My family's in town, and uh, no, my brother's going to be coming up from Cleveland when his uh, his break starts, and uh, Luke's is actually here now. So, oh, is yeah. he from
0: Arizona? Yeah, so it's going to be fun. So his brother plays in Arizona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His other brother plays in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and then your parents are in. Yep. You got all the shopping done? I do, yeah. Oh, look yeah. at you. You're organized, huh? I, I got it all done. <laughs> you got mom to do it. No, I didn't.
2: <laughs> Just well, that's order
0: nice. online. <laughs> nice to have everyone in town, and and you know you know Columbus so well, um, so you're looking forward to that. And and how much have you embraced this city? Like it's it's an under the radar. You probably didn't know much about it before you got here, but yeah, you heard from your dad, I'm sure. Other than being born here,
2: yeah. Right? I, I, well, I came back here when I was like, uh, I don't know, like yeah, 12 you're like, years old. But like you don't really, yeah. That's like you're not really thinking about that and. Uh, uh when i got here like the the changes right when my when i bring my dad out to dinner he's like oh my god this wasn't here when i was here this i mean you've seen the growth of this city. oh it's crazy and uh, uh obviously uh you no know, a college town a lot of energy a lot of buzz in the city and uh i mean i spent a lot of time here in the summer and uh obviously a big golfer and uh with the courses we're surrounded by we're, we're pretty lucky and uh it's uh it's just a
0: great place to, to kind of hang out that's good. Well, it's great to have you. Here. It's uh, it's fun to watch you play because, you know, we watched you the first year and it was maybe it was coming easy. I don't know. You you probably would have to think I mean, about maybe that. a little bit of an overachievement. I'd say not even. I'd say,
2: but um, I mean things uh, just were seeming to to kind of go in and and uh, kind of happen right. And uh, when you have that, and then you you're expected to, or not even expected, I'm expecting myself to to, to improve on that and, and just. Um,
0: you had a concussion first day of camp. I just yeah exactly. It's just a little
2: adversity. It's uh, I mean it's good to go through. It's everyone goes through in their career, and uh, I mean it's a tough league, right? When you think you got to figure it out, uh, it comes back and kind of bites you a little bit. But um, I think that's uh, it's it's a good thing to go through. Uh, Every player goes through it, and uh, um, I'm glad that no, I'm
1: feeling good, and that no, we're winning some more games, and uh, we're in that upward trend. All right, Cole, we're glad you're feeling good too. Congratulations on the recent success. We appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Again, that is Blue Jackets centerman Cole Sillinger. Right now, it's time to take another quick break on the Inside Edge presented by First Merchants Bank. But when we come back, Jody Shelley and I are going to talk about a declining Alexander Ovechkin. We'll explain on ninety-seven one The Fan. Welcome back to the Inside Edge presented by First Merchants Bank. I am Dylan Tyre and Jody Shelley. We were just joined by Cole Sillinger and it's good to hear from Cole. And it sounds like he's in really good spirits right after a tough season a year ago. And you can just hear that growth. I love that question that you asked him. How have you grown in the course of the past year, even since he was a rookie? And I thought right before we finished up, he was very candid about that rookie season and, you know, kind of how things have changed for him since then. So, I was really happy to chat with Cole and, and kind of get that perspective from him.
0: Yeah, I remember you know Brad Larson as the head coach was so impressed with Cole Sillinger. And the, one of the things he used to say was his self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. And you know that's such a key thing. And for a kid who came in at 18 years old, uh, to be able to be that honest about himself, that that's why he's ahead of the pack. That's why he played his first year in the National Hockey League out of, out of his draft year. And it's the maturity, but the honesty of... of Of him as a person as a player so when you see uh, him play now it's amazing right we get we can get a little impatient with first round picks and how we want them to be in the National Hockey League but remember the NHL is getting bigger or not bigger it's getting well there is situations where it's bigger than junior obviously but it's it's a great league it gets better every single season and for a young guy coming in it's not that you think you've figured it out but you've accomplished something after that first year. You've played now and lived a dream in the National Hockey League and everything is different and everyone wants to tell you how great of a year you had. And it's human nature to think that it's just going to continue. But you can tell now, I think the last 10 games for Cole Sillinger, there is a maturity in his game now where he's starting to figure out exactly what his role is in the National Hockey League. And I think that's so important because it's almost like anything you do. If you have a real fine focus... Uh, in in what your position is. I don't care where you work in life or what you do. You know, you can go and do that with all the focus you have in in, in every bit of energy every day, and that is why you get the most production out of of yourself in that role. But if think of a player, if you're on the ice and you think you're going to be a setup guy and a goal scorer and a checker and a penalty killer all in one, you kind of get spinning your wheels sometimes, and it gets frustrating. But for him now, I think the consistency of line mates, plus the like, he understands with when he hops over the boards and hits the ice, he's going to win a faceoff, win a battle, you know, keep a puck alive, make a play, uh, and I think Pascal Vincent's done a really good job with. He he calls them non-negotiables in those areas where, you know, you have got to get the puck out. That's your number one goal. And I, I was interested what he said about if him and I were going into a battle, you know, he's going to try to find a way to win that battle, and and that's just just that concise focus that he has to have where you know some guys might think oh I'm going to zip around the battle or you know there, there's a way to be creative before you get to the battle not focus on that so I like his maturity right now and, and it's crazy he's only 20 but he's approaching If he stays healthy he'll be play 200 games before the all-star break yeah I know it feels like Cole is a 25 year old
1: player in the yeah. NHL or something like that he's been here three years you know Again, I like what you just said there about Cole. Do you feel like he's had to maybe reinvent himself at all? Because he talked about the success he had as a rookie, and that's mm-hmm. under Brad Larson. He had his struggles last season. There's a new head coach here now. You just talked about that laser focus on those non-negotiables and how he's found his role. He's starting to find his role in the league. And after that rookie year, you're maybe not sure what Cole Cylinder's role is going to be. Like, is he a first-line center? Is he a second-line center? He scored 16 goals as a rookie. Um, but now he's kind of right in that middle six range playing with Emil Bemstrom and Kent Johnson. And I think it's a role that suits him well as long as he continues to play and improve the way that he has been. But do you think that he's reinvented himself at all? Maybe that's I, the wrong way to put
0: it. No, I, I know what you're saying there. You have to be defined. The higher you get, you have to be more defined. You have to be specialized. You're starting to realize what he is, and he's you know going to be a good face-off guy. He's a reliable penalty killer, and he's a guy that uh, in the offensive zone, especially with Kent Johnson, when Johnson can hold that puck and he can find an area, he's got quick hands, he understands the game. So, yeah, I think it's being more defined of what he is, and I, I think that's right. It's a third-line centerman, or you know, he can play up, he can play down. Uh, but also the consistency of the line mates. I'm telling you, I mean, he played with a new player almost every game due to injury, and, and that's, you know, it takes a couple games to get used to. So uh, he's got confidence in the guys that he's playing with, and uh, you know, it's just it's it's great to see a player get that that uh, take that step in this league because that is what creates longevity, right? Is that specialization that that defined role within a team? When you become specialized like that, do you think you can? Improve Like, do you think
1: your role can change again? Like, say Cole settles in as the Columbus Blue Jackets third-line centerman. That's not to say that he can't become a second-line centerman someday, right?
0: No, no, that's not saying that at all. But there's – I mean, you look at his game and maturity, there's no question he can be a Mm second-line centerman, you know, because – what he said about being quicker, he's on time. Yeah. He's on time with everyone all the time in battles, on pucks, uh, arriving in the area where he needs to be to score a goal or make a play. Uh, so I think that, that the second-line center is uh, a position where you need to be like a Cole Sillinger where it's, you know, there, there's a quietness to his game where you can watch a few shifts, on uh, watch the Blue Jackets play a few, a few shifts. He's on the ice, but you're not really noticing him. And, and that's just that quiet, seamless, almost like a defenseman that you can, the, one of the biggest compliments for a defenseman is, you know, you didn't really notice them, mm-hmm. but they picked up a couple assists. And yeah. I think Cole has that in his game where Fantilli's more, uh, there's, a, there's a gallop to him where you're like, you, you know, there, there's, that, there's that speed or there's something else there. And um, I think Cole, that second line center has a lot of that, those smarts, but also that reliability. All right, let's take
1: a little look ahead. The Blue Jackets have the Washington Capitals, little Metropolitan Division clash. Tomorrow night at Nationwide Arena, Washington will be playing game two of a back-to-back. Then the Blue Jackets have the Maple Leafs again over the weekend. The final game heading into the Christmas break. In your experience, like how important are these couple of games going into the break? Because you have that three-day pause, and then you're right back at it. So it's an opportunity to catch your breath, but you want to finish on a high note, right?
0: You do. Uh, Any time you can get a stretch going into a break, and, you know, sometimes it's the last game. You know, you you, you just want to f- win that last game, and that'll be at home against the Maple Leafs, right? Yep. It's important. If they can string three together here before the break, go in feeling good about themselves, put some points in the bank, the break is a little sweeter. I'll yep. just tell you that as a player. Uh, it just feels good to, to say, all right, guys, we've, we're starting to come together. And, and it's this is the point of the season where – you know, with all the disappointment that's happened, you can create a pretty good buzz in that locker room and in the city if you now can win tomorrow night. Now, Washington's playing some pretty good hockey. I know there there's still some inconsistencies, but they're right there in the Metropolitan Division, and we know the Maple Leafs and the Blue Jackets just beat them in <laughs> overtime. So I think a lot of people have eyeballs on that one.
1: Yeah, the Capitals are an interesting team. Right now, they're in fifth place in the Metro. They're 15-9-4 but they've got a goal differential of negative 10. The Blue Jackets is negative 16. So it's kind of yeah. like a weird mix right there. They've won a lot of games, but it's been in weird fashion, and they're doing it in a different way this year. Alex Ovechkin has five goals on the season. I don't know what to think about it, because I see a lot of people talking about Alex Ovechkin, that he is rapidly declining, and you know that Wayne Gretzky goal record uh, might not be his when it comes down to it. But like we talked about with Cole and counting out team Canada and the world juniors, I just have a really hard time betting against Alex Ovechkin at some point those goals are going to come for him.
0: You know, what's interesting. I heard a a conversation about Wayne Gretzky at the end of his career. And, you know, everyone thinks your body breaks down first or your, your speed, which would make sense. But Wayne Gretzky said that his hands went first, his skill with his hands went first. And You hear something like that and you think, interesting. And and you also know how Alex Ovechkin scores his goals. Uh, He's still a big body that now is playing more of a team game. And I think with this uh, system with Spencer Carberry, the new head coach there, who was in in that organization for a long time and and they wanted him back after they needed a new head coach and he was in Toronto, they knew he was the right fit. You know, he's playing within a system. Now, I'm not saying that's why he only has five goals, but – You know, it's interesting. No Backstrom, who's been his setup man for a long time. It's not just you. It's the players you play with out there who can take and deflect away from you. And I don't know if he's got that many guys on that power play anymore that can be that threat. And and Backstrom was so underrated at how he played that puck. And, you know, Oshie was so good in the middle of the ice in the bumper play with having three guys on him and a goalie being able to score or put the puck on net. And that's where Alex Ovechkin would get some of those goals. So... There is more to it with that dynamic, too, I believe. Yeah, it's a different mix for Washington yeah. now. And Charlie Lindgren, their goaltender, has really saved the
1: day. He's got excellent numbers. Darcy Kemper's really their number one, but mm-hmm. Lindgren's the guy that's kept it in at all season long. So we'll see what happens tomorrow night at Nationwide Arena. One thing I, I am
0: sure about is I'm excited for a Metropolitan Division matchup, right? These are the ones you have to win if you want to, you know, look at that the, the standings in a little bit and, and... – look at the team and say oh not too bad not too far back so you know that's where you make a we know that against the metropolitan division it's always a good game with the washington capitals usually pretty tight yeah you're right about that seven
1: o'clock puck drop tomorrow night at nationwide arena we'll have 6 30 coverage on Bally sports and the blue jackets radio network jody shelley this has been very fun big thanks to cole sillinger for taking that time learned a lot about cole and I thought, uh, I thought you brought up some great points about Cole Sillinger as well and kind of his evolution as a player.
0: Yeah, you know, it's fun to talk to these young kids like Cole, and, and you think about his impression coming into camp and that, that depth chart. It's good to see him face the adversity and, and per, persevere through that. through that. And uh, great job by you, Dylan. We talked about it earlier. Bob McGilligan's on the shelf, and uh, we wish him well. But uh, you're doing a heck of a job filling in for him, so keep it up. All right, Jody, I appreciate it.
1: That'll do it for this week's edition of the Inside Edge presented by First Merchant Spank. Hey, if we don't talk to you before then, have a very happy holidays. Thanks for being with us on one, The Fan.